0: This episode is sponsored by Iron Galaxy. Scream like a school kid with Capsule Force, an intergalactic retro anime multiplayer game now available on PS4 and Steam. Check it out at CapsuleForce.com.
1: Well, I was in Rocky Mountains and I got another lick of squonk. Squeeze a tear water tea Till I once again got real drunk And that's a blurry photos Brewery secret recipe You'll never know Because when it comes to secrecy Some things you better not know I've been drinking blurry photos since I don't remember when I gave them all my money and my time and all my friends I never missed them not even for a minute or a second or so That's all the time I got cause I gotta get drunk once more Blurry Photos Brand Fortified Liquor Beer. Smells like a skunk cake and kicks like a surly goatman. Blurry Photos doesn't think you should ever have to choose between loving your family and getting blackout drunk. That's why each and every bottle of Blurry Photos Brand Fortified Liquor Beer is made with only the purest home filtered water and colloidal silver. So come on down to that dark patch of the woods your dog always barks at. Join us as we explore the flavor, but don't you dare try to explain it. So when you're done asking questions and you're finished trying to understand it all, why don't you sit on down with a bottle of Blurry Photos brand fortified liquor beer? Because hell, all you really wanted was to get drunk. I fought a Sasquatch in the middle of a Walmart parking lot.
0: Please listen responsibly. Yeah. Oopsie. Oh, welcome. Yeah. The three chords Woo. that Dave knows. <laughs> ah. David, I just called myself. Dave. I know another one. Oh. oh. Welcome to the high mountains of blurry photos, where
1: inebriation is the only solution to our cetacean transformation
0: (laughs) information. (laughs) Fornication. Fornication. Hey, everybody. I'm crisp and cool David Flora. (laughs) And I'm the rugged
1: outdoorsman Dave Stecco. God, I want to talk like that all night. (laughs) <laughs> and
0: that's that, that that's the danger with doing those uh, yeah a beer commercial <laughs> yeah.
1: how did we get this long without doing a beer commercial I don't know that was Flora's idea it was brilliant we
0: were like god what, what do we do for an intro tonight and we were thinking there and I popped a beer open and I was like oh <gasps> of course Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I hope everybody's doing okay. I hope everybody's got their beverage of choice and yep. they're ready to listen responsibly.
1: Yeah, and you get yourself some blurry photos, brand fortified liquor beer. <laughs>
0: liquor beer. That's what I like.
1: Hmm. I wouldn't say I like it, but I need it.
0: <laughs> Made from the unknown. <laughs> that's right. By the unexplained. Well, um I dare say we have a very good show for you oh, tonight. Oh man, talk about the the intersection of the unknown and the unexplained. This one's a a tough one. This one this one's a a real walnut.
1: Yeah, it <laughs> truly is. Uh, it's, but in the, in it's very recent, I would be surprised if once we got rolling on this, it didn't sound uh, familiar to you. If you didn't ring a few bells.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been out there helped of course, by the internet and, and yep. the whole culture that's built up around viral videos and, and viral information. But
1: so tonight we're going over uh Friday by Rebecca black. Why, how, and can it happen again? <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah,
0: that was a deep cut. Will it happen
1: again? I I think that society has entirely forgotten about Friday, and which sucks because now we don't know what to do. The answer is you got to get down on Friday.
0: It sounded like you said, we don't know what to do. We don't know what What to do. to do, Master Bruce. Well, as as the title of the episode uh, says, and you might have guessed by now, we are talking about uh, Elisa Lamb. Yeah, the mysterious death of Elisa Lamb. And before we get started... I'd like to ask you, the listener, to exercise discretion with this episode. Oh, nice. What happened to this young woman, while pretty mysterious and unnerving, is ultimately a tragedy. Yeah. And we're not seeking to make light of the events, nor do we want to glamorize it. And it's a deeply puzzling mystery, and its ties to paranormal theories are what made us want to learn more. And we'll present the facts as we have them for you to ponder. And please note the the story may be disturbing to some listeners, and some of the facts are gruesome. So if that's not your cup of tea, you might want to pick an old episode, uh, re-listen to this week.
1: <laughs> this is what you're hearing right now is uh, it's called the learning curve of a podcast. Because I'll tell you what, got way more raw on the Bloody Benders episode, and now we've learned. Maybe we should just give a little little heads up right off the bat. That's that's called the learning curve. So thank you guys for. <laughs> being here for the journey
0: it's true that's true and also i i feel like the the death of someone is is always a hard yeah hard and, thing. It, and this is it's not something that you want to make light of yeah right yeah
1: and it, and and this is particularly you know we're, we're particularly sensitive to this one because it is it is recent it is within the last two years yeah um and and so you know this isn't some musty old tome you know this isn't roanoke where we can just rattle off the names of people who were beaten to death and not and, worry about and it and
0: miss their farling horn right
1: no this is this is real people with and she's got family and right. and you know the you know but it it is a very it's a mis it's a mystery there's a lot of kind of weird things at play and it's it's what we do so i guess that's uh yeah does that sound enough ado
0: i i, I think so so you know what you're getting into, and uh, uh, we're going to sally forth with this because it is it is very interesting, and yeah. it's a crazy mystery that to date is unsolved. So we're going to talk about what happened to Elisa Lamb and what possible explanations there are. That's the crux of it right there. I mean, yeah. there's there's not much else to it. Let me give you a little bit of an overview that we'll go into um, some more details with this. In late January of 2013... A young woman from Canada was on a trip to Southern California when she inexplicably disappeared. But what made the whole situation stranger was the release of a video from the hotel's elevator camera. Yeah, and we'll have, I mean, okay,
1: first of all, it'll take you zero effort to pull up any number of uh, YouTube videos about this. Yeah. Because this is weird security camera footage yeah it is it is weird from her behavior it is we- there's a, a particularly weird moment in there mm-hmm. which I honestly to my mind that little snugget of of video footage is the is the the reason why we unequivocally are doing this episode
0: I, I think I know which one you're talking about too yeah and yeah it's that's also the little snippet that to me I'm gonna way ahead of myself Ooh. but to me, Kind of makes me lean a, a certain direction uh, as an explanation. Oh, okay, so uh, awesome, we'll, we'll awesome save that. But yeah, yep, yep. yeah, I know what you're talking about. And and the release of this video went made it go viral, or or the video went viral when it was released, which caused a huge spike in interest to the case. And to date, what really happened to her is still a mystery. And theories from mental illness to paranormal possession abound, yeah. and
1: yeah, and 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 beyond paranormal possession.
0: Yeah, it's. I would say if um, if you haven't seen the video yet, maybe wait till we get to that part.
1: Yeah, whatever. You're you're in a car. You're 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 walking a dog. You're not gonna walk through video right now, anyway. You're fine. I'm telling you what you're doing. <laughs> you're already walking the high trails of mystery. And you're on your way to that saloon of weirdness.
0: Drink deep, my friends. Get canned. We're we're kind of debating whether or not. You should go on and watch the video if you have the the opportunity, or or wait till we get to the part where we describe it. We are not the police of we you. We are not the police of you, so you do whatever you want. If you're not able to to watch the video right at this moment, we are going to describe a little bit of it to you. So do bear what with you us, want. yeah. But we'll go through some of the background first here, yeah, and uh, and then we'll get up to there. It won't take long. So, to start out, uh, we'll tell you a little bit about Elisa. Um, Elisa Lam was a 21 year old Chinese Canadian woman who lived in Vancouver, Canada. She'd been enrolled at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver, although she wasn't registered in January 2013. By most accounts, she was a rather typical 21 year old, save maybe for the fact that she did have bipolar disorder and depression. But people that interacted with her described her as being friendly. Intelligent and outgoing. She had a Tumblr account under the name Nouvelle Nouveau where she posted fashion pictures, quotes, photos, and some of her own writing.
1: She was a 21 year old
0: girl. Exactly. Yeah. In January of 2012, she wrote a post that apparently detailed some of her struggles with her bipolar disorder, including a relapse that uh, apparently messed up her sleep pattern. Caused her to drop two of three courses she was taking in school and left her, quote, so utterly directionless and lost. End quote. That's a little background on her just yeah. Just to set uh, which who she I, was. I
1: feel bad about because, you know, we've already said no one knows really what happened, but like it's it's kind of it's kind of galling and embarrassing to think that like at any moment everything you've done up to that moment will be examined. Yeah. And, 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 you know, someone that's going to kind of weigh your life based on how the last six months or anything you've done, you know, that's kind of a weird thing.
0: That's And that's the culture that's arisen, yeah. you know, with putting yourself out there so much with social media right. and things. That's
1: So if something really awful or weird happens to one of us, does that mean they're going to go through the podcast and be like, oh yeah. Here's yeah, a
0: sign. Yeah. yeah this is a right red there, flag. Right there. Yep.
1: He said he gets it. Why would he say he understands why people would eat other people? <laughs> Do you hear that part? That's a psychotic that's that's a that's a psychopath right there. He's okay with it
0: <laughs> right before he banged holes in
1: his <laughs> oh God we you know what He was a ticking time bomb. All the pieces were there. He was hiding <laughs> in plain sight. <laughs> <laughs> no
0: so but you're you're right that's it's it is weird to think that's but I guess back in the day uh diaries would be the same thing right
1: right i just it's just odd that that i mean people write diaries all the time you know and you, you never expect anyone to go through them but when something happens you know take for example that uh german air pilot who just decided just to book a plane right into a mountain i mean they tore that guy's life apart looking for clues you know and found them did they yeah he had uh that guy that pilot he had had uh, uh, some other Issues with depression and things like that, and was kind of hiding them or masking them so that he would r- remain an active flight status. Oh, uh, yeah, but but it, neither here nor there. It's just saying it's 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 just strange to think that there there could be a set of circumstances whereby in any of our lives will suddenly become the subject of intense scrutiny.
0: Yeah, well, I wonder if it would be as intense for just a a, a normal person. Right, uh, if there's no extraordinary circumstances, right. circumstances, and
1: no, I mean, people die all the time. I guess also that guy, especially that that pilot. I mean, he did something. I guess the scrutiny is really reserved for people who, you know, it's it's rarely given to the victim. Oh. So I guess we're pretty much safe, <laughs> right?
0: Till you eat those people. Shut up! All right. So so getting into a, a timeline here, uh, possibly trying to get over a bout of depression, although that is. Pure speculation. Yep. Uh, She decided to take a West Coast tour of Southern California in 2013, planning to visit San Diego, Los Angeles, Santa Cruz, and San Francisco, maybe. Nice. Uh, Traveling by Amtrak and city buses, she visited San Diego and then arrived in LA on January 26th, 2013. So almost
1: three years ago, exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. So on the 28th, Uh, She checks into the Cecil hotel and the Cecil had quite a past itself uh, as hotels go. Uh, First, it was a, uh, uh, it was a hotel for businessmen to uh, relax at wink, wink their genitals (laughs) Uh, back in the twenties. And also uh, kind of in you know, uh, skid row wasn't far from uh, this place. Uh, as that whole area kind of ran down and and Skidrow grew out of that and uh in addition to kind of being an area I guess we'll we'll just say of ill repute it was also the neighborhood of some kind of notable, notable murders um Goldie Osgood uh that was a never solved murder it was also where some infamous infamous uh killers by the name of Richard Ramirez and Jack Unterweger um
0: they this was at the hotel itself oh, these were yeah sorry I, I, right.
1: I, I said the neighborhood there but and by some accounts, uh, Elizabeth Short, the famous Black Dahlia, stayed there right before her death. But uh, that that could also just be a a piling on a gang, yeah, uh, a complete uh, yeah. make. Could up. just be a bunch of bunch of bunk. Um, <laughs> during the fifties and sixties, it was it was L.A.'s suicide hot spot. <laughs> Young up-and-comers and old oh. and over-the-hillers decided this was their last stop. That's right, the Cecil Hotel. Uh, one of the more famous ones was the suicide of Pauline Otten in 1962, who threw herself from the ninth floor, landed on a pedestrian, killing them both. That's like a, that's, oh, way some, to go. that's some that's some Amelie there. That's how her mom died. Uh it's one of my favorite movies.
0: It's it's just like I mean, h- how do you roll a one just walking down the street? Yeah, right, I mean, man. Uh,
1: and uh, I listen, nothing about suicide makes sense ever. But then there's those ways of doing it again. The airline pilot. Why take people out with you? And right. I, I, I get it. I, by virtue of the fact that you have decided to kill yourself, one could say that. I mean, I think for the vast majority of those cases, people are not making those decisions in the in the proper frame of mind. They are not thinking rationally. They're not really thinking of the consequences of their actions and things like that. Um, I think some people do. You know, really have the the wherewithal to sit and think and decide. Nope, not for me. And those people tend to quietly kill themselves but it's the the people who want to throw themselves in front of a car or um uh death by cop you know where you you deliberately run at a cop or you know those those kind of things why drag other people into it you know like that truck driver's got to live with that that train operator has to see that every time he closes his eyes you know that's just not fair it's true so anyway long story short the hotel it was uh it was just a known place it was super cheap And, uh, not only for, uh, poor people, but also, uh, transients kind of moving through the area because like I said, it was right, right by Skid Row.
0: Yeah. And, and Skid Row, if you don't know uh, what it is that, that. uh, And
1: congratulations.
0: The name came from the folks that live there being on the skids, out of luck, Mm -hmm. poor rundown. It's a lumber term actually. Really? Yeah. Came from uh, the lumber industry, lumberjacking industry. Hmm. So because it was a cheap place and it seemed that Elisa didn't have much in the way of funding for her trip, it's suspected that the Cecil was chosen due to its low rates. And there was possibly a word of mouth from uh, an apparent high Asian res- residency there, uh, either either at the hotel or in the area right there. But that's, again, speculation. Yeah,
1: Racist speculation.
0: <laughs> is is it, is it racist? It's racist. Why?
1: Because they, they don't all go to union meetings, bro.
0: Just <laughs> <laughs> family, I'm sure sure families don't go to union meetings bro well that's a good point (laughs) (laughs) she was given a shared room on the fifth floor but the other people living there complained about certain odd behavior and they moved her to a room of her own on the fourth floor a couple of days later
1: wow squeaky wheel get that grease
0: yeah now that quote came out after the fact and by the hotel's lawyer so (laughs) Take that as you will. January 31st, Elisa visits a local bookstore where manager Katie Orphan said, quote, she was outgoing, very lively, very friendly, talking about, you know, what books she was getting and whether or not what she was getting would be too heavy for her to carry around as she traveled or to take home with her, end quote. After being seen alone by a hotel employee, she wasn't heard from again. Thunder sound.
1: So Elisa's parents knew that she was supposed to check out and then head towards Santa Cruz but they didn't hear from her. So they called the LAPD, uh, who then in turn, uh, searched the room and brought in dogs to try to pick up a scent. And then throughout the building, kind of the common areas, roof, whatnot, they couldn't search the other rooms because they didn't have any evidence that a crime had been committed. Um, but the dogs didn't come up with anything. Um, and they didn't find any evidence, which points to the LAPD that someone calls and says, hi, Tourist was staying in that hotel and they like show up with canine and like try to suss that out. Yeah. So good on them there. That's kind of more than I would expect the LAPD to do. I've I've so got way more than I'd expect the Chicago police department to do.
0: I've got questions as well because I, I feel like there's like a, isn't there a 48 hour period for missing persons to even check on
1: that? I, I don't know because there's, I mean, they, they always say that in every TV show ever. I so, so I don't know if that's yeah real law. I don't know, but hmm. they, they did. It was the Chicago police. They would have been like, who is this? That's calling you're in jail. (laughs) Uh, So the police then uh, released their information to the public, hoping, you know, something would uh, come up. Someone would come forth with some more important information. Uh, And they even held a press conference on the 7th of February. Uh, Then on the 14th, they released the surveillance video from one of the hotel elevators, which was supposedly recorded on February 1st. Now this, and this, this is where the whole thing becomes a thing. Yep. yeah so flora flora, flora break, break down uh, the video
0: oh video uh it's a four minute clip of elevator surveillance footage. It shows Elisa entering the elevator and pushing several buttons from top to bottom on the panel. She then steps- shes like elf oh yeah <laughs> uh, she then steps back to a corner kind of nonchalantly uh, after a couple seconds with the door remaining open, she steps to the middle of the elevator, she pauses. She steps one foot outside, leans out quickly, looking left and right, and then snaps back inside. Yeah. Now it's important. Like, like she
1: lunged out. It was as yeah. To my mind, it's what you do if you were trying to catch somebody. Yeah. Like, like she wasn't like peeking. She like shoved her head out. Like, ha ha. <laughs> okay. And then came back.
0: And I'm I'm with you, although a, a little bit on the other side of the moon with that one. Like, I think she she lunged out to look as quickly as she can and then came back so she wasn't the one that was seen oh maybe it to, to my mind
1: because yeah, it was fast both ways it, it was, was like out yeah out,
0: yeah out in yeah. and so when she comes back in uh she puts her back against a side wall still lo- looking at the open door right at that point she she's got
1: herself wedged into the same corner where the the buttons are but she is it, it, she's trying to make herself not visible she's Pushing herself out of the sight line, like a person that was just walking by the elevator wouldn't see her in there. Right. She had pushed her pushed herself into a corner so that someone walking by wouldn't see her. She, at that point, was trying to to hide in that's, the elevator.
0: That's what it. That's what it seemed like. She, yeah. She took a little side step. She put herself in the corner, like baby. And then and then Patrick Swayze gets mad. Well, it's because she should, nobody's supposed to do that. Uh so she she then slowly steps around the door again, tentatively looking left and right. And then slowly she steps one foot out and then suddenly hops the other foot out. 54 seconds in, she's out of the elevator. She does an odd side step to the left. Very stiff. It's the movement is very, very stiff. It's as, like a dance move.
1: Yeah. It's as though, I mean, imagine if the floor was one foot square grid, she was like move from this square one square left. Now one square forward. Like she was like, Feet apart, feet together.
0: It's like that step forward, crisis Right game.
1: Yeah, like she was just, yeah, she was moving robotically like a chess piece.
0: Yeah, and she brings her other leg in together with that first one just as stiffly. And she then does a back step to get in the elevator, then casually walks out again and steps left with her back against the door frame. Now, you can only see the back of her right arm and a bit of the shorts that she's wearing at that point. Um, her arm drops to her side and then raises up and bends almost as if she were bunching her hair up like she was going to tie it. You don't actually see her hand. You just sort of see her elbow. It remains this way for several seconds. Then she turns and enters the elevator again. Both her hands come down from being on her head and it looks like she almost steadies herself by placing them on the door frame and the wall as she enters. So she puts them out to the side Mm -hmm. as she comes in. Not, not like pushing the door open or not like it's, it's more like just keeping steady. Although she's not really wobbling or, or yeah, you know?
1: Yeah. It didn't, she she didn't seem drunk or under any,
0: especially uh, at this point. Yeah. She turns to the button panel and starts pressing all the buttons again, top to bottom. And she does that a couple times. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's definitely like a repeat behavior there.
0: And then she walks out of the elevator and leans against the door frame once more, tucking her hair behind her ears as she goes out. She then turns and looks to be talking and begins gesturing, waving her arms a bit, hands stiff and extended. At one point, she begins using her fingers to list off things while she talks. Yeah. Now that little section right there is where she gets,
1: this is where some people really dive in to like the weirdness factor because it's, it's difficult because of the angle of the camera, but it is, it's shooting her. She's standing with her back in the doorway of the elevator. Um, So you really just see her right side Mm -hmm. and the way that she's kind of moving her arm. Again, you keep in mind that you have a captured perspective from this camera. You can't, deviate you can't move your head even an inch which is kind of the same thing that magicians require uh a captive perspective for some of their tricks and and, and that's what allows them to do things and i'm, I'm going somewhere with this um and that's the same thing with certain uh like uh, honestly uh breakdancing moves um you've seen there was a, a Toyota commercial or don't something you would have seen <laughs> you don't know me but there's a i mean i don't know if you ever watched like some of the really good pop and lockers But they'll do this move where it makes their arm look like it's one sinuous piece of Mm -hmm. like rubber. But what they're doing is controlling your perspective and using their elbow and slowly rotating it up and down Mm. at at a certain time to make it look like there's this undulation to it. The reason I say this is because from the angle of the camera shooting, when she starts moving her arm, it appears to behave in a very strange fashion and almost seems to elongate. Mm, at one point,
0: especially her fingers, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, the fingers, like the wrist, and then when she's when this movement's done, she brings her hand back up, and her left hand grabs her right wrist, as though that hurt. She kind of flexes her hand a little bit, as though you know, like ah, I kind of hurt a little bit or something. I don't know, I'm guessing at that point. But that that little section is where things get real squirrely for a lot of people. Who
0: it, it really leaves the window open, one
1: yeah. Night and, and because yeah, because of this perspective, everything crosses. Um, it looks weird and it looks, I mean, and I don't have an explanation. I'm just saying
0: Oh, yeah, um, we're describing right now. Yeah. yeah. I,
1: I don't have an explanation. I'm just saying that, you know, people's bodies can be, look to do very weird things. Um, and, and I'm not saying that she's a break dancer or, or anything like that, but in this, this one little, like four second section of the film, her arm does some
0: weird. Shit. And then, and then she does the list thing. Can you, is there a better way to describe that than what I'm, no, and like I, on your left hand, you're you're sticking out your index finger, and your right index finger crosses it. Then yep. you stick out your middle finger as, a, yeah, as she's if you were counting to, things off to herself. She's yeah. making, yeah, yeah. But it also just in in terms of body movement, looking at and and how her her, I don't want to say facial expression because you can't see. You, it's so pixelated, and you know it's surveillance. It's, right, it's not high def, but it almost looks like she's arguing mm-hmm. at this point we might be jumping ahead a little bit, but to keep going there, there is just a slight rocking motion in her knees. It seems like just, she's sort of rocking back and forth just a tad. That could be uh pareidolia too. <laughs> True. <laughs> but uh, then she stops gesturing. She stands for a moment, puts her arm up to her head as before and walks out of view at two twenty nine in the video, two minutes, 29 seconds. After many seconds, the door closes, and then several seconds later, it opens again, uh, presumably at a different floor, and then it repeats again uh, at a definitely a different floor, and the video ends. Now, looking at the the video, the only thing we can tell uh, for what floor it's on is the, the paint and the tiling on mm-hmm. the floor that, that you can see when the door opens. Where she was, and when it closes and opens again... I, I think there are slight differences. I think it is a different floor. Oh, okay. It looks, the paint is both dark. It seems like a dark blue or a purplish kind of color. But I think if you compare side by side, it's just enough difference that it is a different floor. And then the third time it opens, it's, the, the paint is orange. So you know it's it's definitely uh, another dimension, I mean floor. So that's how the video went. And no no leads came out of the, the, uh, this video release, but the theories began to emerge, which we will get to shortly. Still, the LAPD had nothing on the whereabouts of Elisa. Meanwhile, and, and here's where you might want to skip, right. skip yeah, a pause the, or, the, or steal yourself, because this is where it yeah. uh, Spo-
1: spoilers
0: Harry. Uh, they did find her. Complaints began coming into the Cecil Hotel staff. The water pressure was low. Dark or black water would come out of some faucets. Others said the water tasted sweet or had an odd smell. February 19th, Santiago Lopez, an employee of the Cecil, climbed to the roof to check out the water tanks. And that's where he found the body of Elisa, face up in one of the 10-foot tall tanks, floating just a foot under the surface. The police were called, the tank was drained, and firefighters cut a hole in it to remove the body.
1: Ugh. And and we'll get into this a little bit later, but I mean, they had to cut a hole in it to get her out. Yeah. she Okay. That on its own, like people were bathing in
0: corpse water. Yeah. Yeah. The tanks Ugh. served the kitchen and the coffee shop too, apparently. Oh God. And that's, that's where the, the gruesomeness of this, this tale comes from. And, and Woof. It, it's, it is, the worst nightmare. Yeah. That really is the worst thing because you know, it affects these people and they have no idea. Nobody has any idea. You know, it's not like the hotel was to blame either.
1: Yeah. I mean the fact that, that no one knows what happened to this day, you know, kind of lets them a little bit off the hook, like making, you know, no one can figure this out, but whoa, God. Yeah. High front desk. Yeah. The water I've been bathing in and drinking it's a little off. Could you check that, please? It's, it's it's a little. How do you tell people that? As
0: corporately as you can, I would suspect.
1: I just don't. I mean, I, I don't know how you react to that.
0: Oh, man, you throw up, obviously. Yeah. I
1: I once in college, and this is not equivalent,
0: saw another dude taking a pee.
1: I was at a party, and I'd put my drink down, and then later on I picked it up and grabbed my cup, poured a little more juice in it, kept drinking. and Cigarette? Someone had used it as a spitter. Oh. And I just, I, once I realized it, I was like, oh my God. And I, I i knew right there, I was like, okay, you got two choices. You can either just lose your mind and throw up everywhere. We can get real calm about this. Get a beer because you can't change anything. I went with the beer option because there's just, it was done. It was done. And it was done. It, like I said, not equivalent There's way lower right. stakes, but like, just, you know, like it's the only thing I can think of in my mind. That's anywhere close to you. like, Oh, by the way, guess what?
0: Yeah. Uh, so, so why don't you tell us about the autopsy, Dave? Why don't you tell yourself about the autopsy? I will. Here I go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's another thing. What? No way. Yeah, that's no, true. A uh, couple of things that the autopsy revealed one Lot of medications, um, you know. Some were just uh, over the over the counter things. There were some ibuprofen, Sinutab, um, in addition to uh, uh, some antidepressants, anti convulsants, uh, anti epileptic. Uh, I like
0: how you're skipping over the names of these.
1: Well, what's can't the can't do it? Can't you know, do it. I absolutely could, but it's like nobody cares. They just care what it does. It, it's it's a moot point. I mean, ketalopine. Uh, 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 Cetiapine, right? Oh, we'll, we'll just skip that one and just go straight to anti-epileptic and mood stabilizer. Uh, she was also taking a couple of different um, uh, antidepressants, uh, something for generalized anxiety disorder, panic disorder, and some social anxiety disorder. So, you know, a, a fair cocktail, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but, but not in, in an insane one. These were all prescription drugs with a very clear purpose that, you know, that we'd already established. These are things that she had problems with. So yeah, nothing wild there. Uh, as you can imagine, anytime you find a corpse that has been floating in water for two weeks, things are going to get a little bit rough. So we'll skip some of those details. Mm-hmm. Um, but some other in- important points are that, uh, she was found naked. Mm-hmm. Uh, her clothes were floating beside her, uh, as was her watch and hotel key. Um, there was a, uh, a, a red fluid, just not a lot, some small amount of red fluid in her stomach. Um, but there was no trauma found, no wounds. She was not sexually assaulted. Um, and the other strange thing is that there were sand and very small flecks of white. Uh, no one could really determine what it was mm-hmm. to my mind. It sounds like, like paint chips, maybe paint chips. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there were all over her clothes and that according to the medical examiner's office, uh, she died as a result of drowning. Uh, there was no um, evidence of trauma and the toxicology did uh did not show uh drug or alcohol intoxication
0: this is straight from the the autopsy report too, yeah yeah
1: yeah and so while they did find the presence of those drugs they couldn't tell in what amounts they were in her blood because there wasn't um they didn't really have a lot of of sample to work with mm-hmm. given the the state of the of the body and everything and so the the police you know because there was no direct evidence of foul play um, their initial conclusion was that it was classified as an accident yeah um they they didn't they they didn't have any evidence that she was going to harm herself that that she was willingly doing this to herself, and so yeah, they just said well, uh, just a very elaborate whoopsie, daisy,
0: yeah, and i'm gonna link to the uh, autopsy report in the the show notes um in case you uh the listener would like to look over it yourself. Uh, oh, and,
1: now he refers to you in the third person. How does that feel? It, now you're just uh, the
0: listener as opposed to what? I don't know. You, Jerry, if you want to look at this, Jerry. <laughs> Peyton Bob uh, talking to you, but it it lists out it lists out all those uh the medications that they found traces of. Uh it's got the the full autopsy and and you know, it it it's pretty gruesome if you're into that sort of thing though, knock yourself out. But yeah, they they classified it as as an accident. An accidental drowning by way of bipolar disorder. And they have a lot of theories that have been put forward over what happened to Elisa. Since the video went viral, the internet at large threw out ideas that ranged from medical to paranormal, like we said. For example, based on her movements, some people think Elisa was possessed straight up demonic possession. Uh, Coupled with the illicit history of the hotel, some people think she could have been inhabited by a malevolent spirit that ultimately led to her death. Oh well, okay. What well, go for it. Well,
1: what? you know. Yeah, the it's it, it's that section of video. It's uh-huh. the weird arm part.
0: Uh-huh. That's it. That's it for I
1: it's just uh, possession is a weird place to go with this. But there's nothing but weird places, so what am I complaining about?
0: Well, since we're into the, the theories, the only evidence for this is the movement in the video, probably that part, where it looks like, according to the people who put this theory forward, it looks like she doesn't have control over her body. And even you said, once she got done with the gesturing, she grabbed her own wrist. Right, yeah. Uh, and and I'm, I'm kind of stoking the, the devil's advocate fire here, but um, it, it's it's creepier as a video if you hear this theory first. Yeah. And then watch it for the first time. That's true. That's what happened to me. It happened it was it was a year or so ago, I think, that I saw this, this video for the first time. Mm-hmm. I already had it in my head that it was possible uh, possession or or uh, ghost, you know, or or something that something paranormal was going on. And so when I watched it the first time, it was it was chilling. Yeah. Cause it, it is it is spooky. It's spooky, but then when I was doing the research this this go around, and I watched the video over and over and over. Obviously, oh, doing something over and over is going to lose its its appeal in, right. in that respect. But even even pulling it up the first time, I was kind of like, "Oh, here we go." You know, here here comes this, this creepy ass video again. I watched it. I was like, "That is not nearly as creepy as the first time I I saw it." Yeah, and that's what made me think. Well, maybe there is what what do you uh, confirmation bias going on is that what oh. it, what what is going on like yeah you already kind of have an idea I already have an idea yeah so right. it fits into what that right. what that is but then if you take that put it aside and say what 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 could really be going on what's the science behind this yeah
1: you're, if you're if you're pre supplying a context for what you're about to see you're gonna, it's it's just like those kids doing the the charlie charlie game mm-hmm. kids have been balancing <laughs> pencils forever and no kids lost his mind but when you put it in the context of scree- of chanting charlie charlie when that pencil moves everyone loses their damn yeah. minds yeah
0: yeah so so there's a the thought that all it's a la stephen king i guess the hotel has uh, a spirit about it and yeah and gets in you and and it's just a hotbed for for bad stuff man
1: right which okay yeah. Don't nobody go to
0: the Cecil Hotel. Mm. Come out alive or a changed, man. Right. <laughs> so, um, that's one of the uh the old theories been for paranormal. Ted, did you find anything else, uh, paranormal town for for this? I mean, like, yes, yeah.
1: I mean, like, really wild, like, um, that she wasn't human. Oh wow. that, um she had started that, you know, obviously whenever she was a reptilian that you could see her starting to change her form and then pulling it back under control. Oh, wow. <laughs> that, um, yeah, like that, you know, that all kinds, I mean, once you say she like not human is unfortunately not a specific thing. It is a blanket for, Oh, uh, she was a gray. Uh, she was, um, you know, from, uh, anything, whatever, she wasn't human. She was, uh, a gin. She was, uh, you know, a gray. Uh, she was some a, a, a pumpkin, a Palladian, uh, yeah. anything. But yeah,
0: Omicron Perseus.
1: Right. Yeah, all these. Yeah. All those things. Um, and it it really comes down to that 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 little snippet of footage when she's moving her arm, and they're saying, "Well, yeah, she was." She started to change shape, and then she decided not to, or maybe someone was on to her, the the men in black were almost. there. I mean, lots. I mean, it's people.
0: Really just oh, filled in. They explored the space. <laughs> hey. Hey. I'll walk. If it's confusing when we talk about the hand and, and stuff like that, uh, t- if you can, take your hand out in front of you and slap yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Punch yourself right in the crotch. <laughs> Make it stiff. Like Flex your hand out as, f- as wide and as far as it goes, and then pretend that somebody places a pumpkin on top of your wrist. Mm-hmm. And make it bow up, yeah. Your fingers bow up, but then put take your elbow and like don't. Sh- that's
1: not it. Now don't stop there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, take your elbow and like straighten it, you know, in, a, in yeah. a way or like just because your arm, your elbow wants to go down to get no. Put your elbow up, but put your fingertips up and your wrist down, like that pumpkin's just you're balancing a pumpkin. This is what we're talking about with with the hand movement, and there's almost a point where it's kind of a wax on, wax off movement in there, right? She kind of does it, like it, a it is,
1: round. I feel like it's it's almost like we can give you a general idea of what happens, but you just got to watch the video. Sure. Like I, I don't know that we'll ever be able to really uh, do it audibly describe how how that works out, but it's it yeah. It's, suffice to say, it's enough of a of a springboard for a whole lot of theories.
0: Yeah. So, moving on here, there's, uh, of course, the old murthered uh, theory. Yep, yeah. Uh, It can be argued that in the video, it it seems like she may be hiding from someone or Mm -hmm. something, being in the corner, peeking out tentatively, and while there's no one else present in the video, she seems to be talking or arguing with someone. And to that end, you you can say maybe she was uh, pressing one of the bottom buttons with, with some force, just the way her body moves, like, uh, especially towards the, the, the top of the video, when she's going down, pressing all the buttons and then gets to the bottom, it almost seems like she's putting a little, little weight into that last button push. Yeah. I don't know if you got that or not, or if I'm making that up. I,
1: I didn't, I didn't see that, but there were so many times where she was reaching out and touching things. Yeah. And you know, it, from the angle it's hard to tell if she actually made physical contact all the time I mean obviously the buttons the buttons light up when she pushes them so you can always tell there so it's hard to tell if she's stabilizing herself or if she's hesitantly mm-hmm. oh I think I'm going to no no maybe I won't you know all of her all of her behavior was so strange in that elevator it's hard to really say oh she was doing this right. and this yeah. was what she wanted of you course.
0: know and and it's hard to say that she was always seen alone mm-hmm. from witnesses that saw her but then again, it was a bad area, you know, around Skid Row. Uh, apparently, she did go out to a jazz club in L.A. and wrote a short Tumblr post about it, dated January 27th. I think uh, this this can be found on her uh, Tumblr blog. It said, the speakeasy was awesome, except I lost a cell phone. Sigh. Hashtag, and it's not even mine. Hashtag, it's my friend's old Blackberry. Hashtag, that he's lending to me. Hashtag and ugh. Hashtag well not lend. Hashtag he doesn't want it anymore. Hashtag but ugh. Hashtag stupid. Hashtag Calibla. Cal- oh yeah. As in California blah. Calibla. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: It's, it's, I, I can't help but feel like that is not an appropriate use of hashtags.
0: <laughs> um, and
1: I, I'm not saying I know how to use hashtags. It's I transcending the
0: hashtag yeah. format I think. Yeah. For ha- This
1: is like hashtag one-sided argument. <laughs> there was like every one of these hashtags is as though someone was like, you lost his phone. You know, you right. lost your phone. It's not even mine. That's
0: why I think it's, she did it tongue in cheek. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. So murdered uh, a theory. What else? We got um, for theories.
1: How about just a straight up accident? Um, as they know, she did have a lot of, uh, of pretty strong antidepressants and, and other uh, prescription drugs in her system. Uh-huh. It wouldn't take, I don't think much of a bowling ball to start to send those pins spinning. She could have gotten something at the jazz club. She could have gotten something in her drink, um, a small dose that would have dissipated in her system to the point of them not being able to detect it. Right. Um, and keep in mind the the things that they did detect in her system, these were, uh, drugs that she could have, even the over the counter ones could have been on pretty steadily. You know, those things could have really permeated her tissue, which is why they were stable, is still able to get them. Because again, they didn't they weren't able to do the test to determine to what degree these drugs were present. Mm. Um, and but as they were prescription drugs or, you know, just something like ibuprofen, you know, I know plenty of people who just take that like a vitamin every morning. Oh wow. You know, so those you know, that could have just been present in her tissue, but it wouldn't take much to upset that. Antidepressants in particular, it's it's very it's very easy to accidentally overdose sometimes those uh chemicals uh stay locked in fat and Mm. so over time you can accidentally potentially um overdose completely on accident using them you know just if you or if you take one and forget you took it yeah you know um alcohol could have could have played a contributing factor though they didn't find any in her system that that's not really conclusive right um you know there's there's a lot of things that could have happened that could have led to her behaving irrationally. Now, one thing that really to my mind, the more I watch that video, the part where she's walking at in squares robotically Uh to me, that says there's something going on in her head because that is not behavior that you would associate with either hiding from someone or looking for someone. That's a, that's a game you're playing in your own head, right? That's step on a crack, break your mom's back kind of thinking. So I think that, that seeing that portion of it, makes me feel like a a lot was going on in her head that did not match her surroundings. She was playing a a game or behaving in response to something that, that was happening in her head. Yeah. Um, and so to that end, I, I, you know, I don't think it's, it's unlikely now how she got into the water tank. Um, now both the roof, the roof access door was locked and alarmed, right? But somehow she circumvented both of those, um, and got, in the gar- tank
0: was ten feet
1: tall yep she so she was able to, and the access was from the top of the tank, right. She was able to get up there and get into the tank
0: now I'll come back to that in a second to go back to what you were saying with something going on in her head and and maybe something coming from the club, maybe something you know reacting with the the medication. also, I don't know what the scant red liquid that was in her stomach, what that would have been, right. Uh, maybe, maybe a little blood from the ibuprofen in her stomach.
1: I I mean, that's the thing. It it really could have been anything. I mean, at that point it wouldn't be, if it was wine, it wouldn't be red anymore. Mm. If it was blood, it probably wouldn't be red at that point.
0: Yeah. That, that, that struck me and that's in the autopsy too. Yeah. That's where I got that from. Yeah. A lot of places won't even include that, but, um, to me, certain parts of the video look like intoxicated behavior. Yeah. And the first one that I noticed was when she first gets into the elevator and she turns to push buttons, she sticks her hand with the index finger out in front of her and does like a sweep around until she lands on the, the button panel. That That's a little weird for... No, people do it. I would probably yeah. do something stupid like that, but that that was a little that was like an orange flag to me um, <laughs> not quite red not quite red but then uh when she does the the gestures and the the like i said the extended hand very stiff very odd and and she's moving it very f- kind of like through fluid almost which makes me think like tracers and stuff or like something like that or or just When I'm, when I'm drunk and I'm not saying she was drunk, I'm just saying the movements look intoxicated in some fashion. The, the motor skills were a little bit. Yeah. She didn't appear to be trying
1: to bang any holes.
0: (laughs) No, but it reminds me of drunk jesters. Uh, And, and also when she walks back in and, and kind of puts her hands on the, the door and the wall. Right. They seemed like influenced movements. They seemed like something was influencing how she was mm-hmm. moving stuff. And like I said, it gets it while it's stiff when she moves, it also looks like it's through fluid. It's, it's a weird combination.
1: Yeah. Everything that she did
0: in that elevator is super weird. And to get back to, uh, to the roof and all that stuff, a lot of people say she couldn't have possibly gotten up there alone. And the employees claimed there was no alarm that was set off that night. However, when you look at it, there are fire escapes that lead directly to the roof, mm-hmm. and access is is possible, if not easy, right? In a way, and to that end, if murder was the cause of death, someone would have to either have to go up there with her, or lure her up, or or get her up there, and then murder her, or they would have to carry her out the 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 escape, up the steps, up the ladders to the tanks, up another ladder. And then drop her into the tank. Right. That's a lot. That's a ton to of work. Do. Ton of work. She was a small girl, right. obviously, but like still it's yeah, it's a lot yeah, of steps and ladders. Yeah,
1: exactly. And there's no, there's no direct route to the top of that tank. Like they'd have to do some crazy scrambling.
0: So a neighbor said that he heard a loud noise at one point the night that she disappeared, but that's, there's nothing else to that. That's just kind of a anecdotal mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing. Other people say that the tanks are 10 feet high. There was no ladder to access the hatch on the top of them. However, again, there was a small building. like a sm- I, I think it was still part of the hotel. Maybe it housed machinery or something, but it was a small little boxy uh, structure right next to the tank, slightly higher than them, slightly taller, and it has a ladder on it, on the yeah. other side of it. It's, it's easy access to get on top of the tanks. The flex the like you said paint uh, paint chips maybe they they were apparently said to be consistent with what was spread around the roof at the time mm-hmm. some sand in there some paint flex, maybe uh so i don't think that there's much to that piece of evidence also a weird a weird thing that happened there was a tuberculosis outbreak
1: oh yeah this is kind of a we- there's a there's kind of a couple of weird just like huh kind of things about yeah. this so yeah go ahead
0: uh it happened in Skid Row in the years prior to Elisa's death and was ongoing when she was there. Now isoniazid is the most common antibiotic prescribed to those who suffer from TB. I, I may have gotten that completely wrong pronunciation, but
1: well, I'll let you
0: know. Uh one of the <laughs> one of the main side effects of this drug is confusion and abnormal behavior, apparently. In a strange coincidence, hmm. A tool that is being used to test patients for tuberculosis is called the lipoarabinomannan enzyme-linked immunoabsorbent assay, or LAM ELISA. LAM stands for this, <laughs> this thing I can't pronounce, lipoarabinomannan ELISA stands for enzyme-linked immunoabsorbent assay, and that is a hell of a coincidence.
1: Yeah, isn't that that's kind of
0: spooky weird? Yeah.
1: Uh, another another interesting intersection in this thing, unholy Crowley. Oh my God! He stayed sticking his pants. At the, the hotel, yeah, he stayed at the, in everything. Uh, he stayed at the Hotel Cecil in London in the late eighteen hundreds, where he wrote a poem called uh, Jephtha. Uh, Jephthah was a judge in the Bible that sacrificed his daughter. The Crowley poem is full of reference to death and also alludes to a tower at midnight and. Crowley was also known uh, that at one point he called upon a strange spirit called lamb uh, in one of his paranormal adventures.
0: And this was sort of that uh, gray thing that that looked like a gray, but maybe with smaller eyes. Uh, They they did a drawing of it. Yeah. Again, this is
1: not the most conclusive thing, but kind of
0: weird, kind of, kind of weird. I think people are, Stretching the uh the the thread on the cork board to maybe reach over to the refrigerator.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I agree. You're gonna have a hard time getting to the
0: cupboard with that thing in there. Yeah, but uh, our our buddy Crowley peeking through the curtain on this one. And then there's the the thought that she was playing something called the Asian Elevator Game. Have you heard of this? No. Well, apparently, it's um a game from either China or uh, Japan or or somewhere in Asia that you play when you get into an elevator there are a specific set of rules and there's a bunch of them apparently a bunch of, of rules to, to go by but if you apparently follow these rules which include what buttons to press what to do when you get at certain floors and how tall the building is all this stuff apparently you are able to travel to another dimension this way. really that's how the game goes people have said well maybe she's she was trying to play the the dimension game the elevator I think if she was doing it she was playing it poorly <laughs> yeah of course I've never played so I guess I can't really make right. I don't <laughs> I don't think I'd begin to understand it a couple more uh weird oddities about this for you here before we we wrap up somebody's thrown out there that the military tampered with this
1: yeah but god what, what their their connection is that she was Facebook friends with someone in the. US military stationed in South Korea that is that is not a connection.
0: Well, there was a thought that I think she met up with him in L.A. At, uh, during this trip. Uh, um, that's uh, I, I'm not trying to defend it. Oh I, no, no. I can hear you defending all it. All right. I'm actually <laughs> defending it. Uh, this goes so far as to say there was cloaking technology that was at play, and that's right. why you can't see whoever she was arguing with. Uh, some people say they can see a foot in one of the, the frames or something. I don't, I never have seen that. See, here's,
1: here's, I, I should have mentioned this before when we were talking about the murder aspect. The reason you hide a body in a murder is so that they don't find it. Right. It's a bad place to hide a body. It's going to get found. Yeah. You know this. No question. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense as a place to ditch a body.
0: Well, it, it makes sense as a place to buy you some time. Maybe. And then the, the last thing I'll, I'll throw out there is that the video supposedly slowed down and a chunk of time is missing from it. Hmm. Now, some people have said, well, the police did that because there's either a chunk of time that uh, there's nothing that nothing happens in it. So why waste the time? Right. The other thought is that maybe there was somebody in there who wasn't connected to the case oh, yeah. and they wanted to protect the identity of this person somehow or another. And the video is slowed, they said, because they wanted to give people a good view of Elisa to make sure that they could see everything that was going on. And so apparently, I I forget how slow it goes. Uh, It's not terribly, it's not slowed yeah. down very, you know, very much, but the timestamp on it is obscured.
1: Yeah, which, yeah, there's, there's a ton of reasons that they could do that. And they, you know, I don't, I don't, fe- I don't feel like there's any cover up going. I mean, like. They were they were pretty on the ball from the get go, trying to trying to get this wrapped up.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's been thrown out that maybe the hotel itself was trying to cover up something, and that's why there's missing chunks. But yeah, it it's hard to it's just hard to say. Yeah. Do you uh, do you have a personal theory, Flora? I think I have to lean towards something in her system that the medicine didn't react well to.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I I think that she went up there and. I think that in, in a, it's a, you know, I don't know who would think this is a good idea, but I think that she went into that tank to swim and she took her clothes off uh-huh. and I don't think she could get out again. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know how much water was in the tank when she went into it, but, um, you think about this, that like, you know, it's a 10 foot tall, uh, deep tank. You know, if it's, if the water is anything less than say seven feet, it's going to be kind of hard to get back out. You got to like yeah. try to launch yourself at the, the, the little hole at the top. And if you, if you can't reach that hole, you can't get out. And, right. And who's going to hear you otherwise.
0: And if the lid slammed shut, mm-hmm. how do you lift it from the inside when you don't have any leverage too? exactly. So that Oh, which is even worse. Oh yeah.
1: What a, That's what a nightmare. What a just which but in and it's already tragedy across the board, but in that that's I think I think that is the most horrifying scenario.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They have tied the story of this to some pop culture stuff that's come out. Oh
1: Dark Water recently is the
0: movie. Have you seen that?
1: No, no, I never I did. haven't either. And there there's supposed to be uh both uh in uh Asia and in the US there's a few different film projects that are kind of in the works. Mm-hmm about the story, you know, you know, playing up a supernatural angle and give an understanding things like that.
0: Yeah. Some people are saying that the, the new season of American horror story, which is set in a hotel, mm-hmm. part of this comes into play, but of course True. they've said no, you know, nothing specific. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's, that's what I think. And yeah. that's, uh, I, I, there's nothing else to, to go on. Yeah. It's just, it's just a sad, tragic, spooky kind of thing. And so that's, uh, that's the yeah. story of Elisa Lamb for you in a very, very tragic, uh, unexplained nutshell, man. Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I'll tell you, uh, you know, given the, the recent nature of it, just, it's just a sad story. Uh, I, I want to skip puns on this one. Yeah. Out of
0: deference. I think we, yeah,
1: I'm going to skip puns. Just don't, we should do just it. don't feel it. Yeah. But what I will never skip is the sweet call from beyond the internet of Listener. Alright, we're gonna kick it off with an email from Bobzilla. Bobz Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. yeah. We've got a new Zilla oh, in the family. It's like the baby went.
1: Mitsuko <laughs> <laughs> pack your s. Sh-. we're getting out of here. I t- it's too much. I can't I can't deal, I can't deal with it. The neighbors moved in. (laughs) They're all giant lizards. Yeah. Uh, Bob writes, First, I just discovered you guys and I am hooked. A podcast that glorifies puns. Oh, the joy. (laughs) Not sarcasm. Not not sarcasm. Yeah, yeah, bad bad episode. (laughs) And it's about all things paranormal. Yes, please, and thank you. Secondly, if you are still handing out the Hollow Earth certificate, then he gives the password. I noticed this. Everyone remembers the password. No one remembers that I put a time limit on that. No (laughs) one has ever said, I know that you closed the window on this. It's fine. It's fine. I will, I will do it. I, you know, there was, I have a printout at home of the, the other, uh, listener who deserves a certificate and I need to do that. God, I'm just the worst. So, yep. Yes. Forthcoming Bobzilla. Uh, And he's quite clear that if he doesn't get one, uh, he'll just just be an empty shell of a man. Either way, thanks for the laugh so far. Yeah. Says thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Bobzilla. Dave. Yeah.
0: This past Thanksgiving, I hope you had enough to eat. I did. And you had extra to go around because... Cthulhu
1: Hungers Shaka 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 shaka
0: What does Cthulhu Hungers have to say? It says Diggy Toot's new album Dance till you make it rain No nice. seriously keep dancing till it rains or I'll kill you it Carries a controversial $10,000 price tag But it all goes to charity The cause was made famous by a baseball player Who turned into a giant wolf and ate his team Known as Loop Guru's Disease <laughs> Nice Also, throws out, the name of the lake god is Zorgo, not Draculor, and the state was a great show.
1: Oh.
0: Thank you, Cthulhu hungers. Nice call. Nice call.
1: I got an email from Amy. Amy. Why you gotta be so mean? What is that from? I have no idea. You invented it. You invented it. You did. did. Go back. You go back. There's no way. What, 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 do we have all of our conversations recorded, dude? There's no way to know. Right. And it was you.
0: <laughs> it was you. Amy can back me up on that. Oh, uh,
1: I'd ask the listeners. I just to got it in my it. head. Yeah. i the listeners to figure it out, but who knows? Speaking of which, uh, do we have an update on the uh, Darling Deering versus... Uh,
0: oh, last count. Um, Tasty Alley. Is that what you... <laughs> yeah, thirsty for Kirsty. Thirsty for Kirsty. <laughs> <laughs> Tasty Alley. Tasty. Jesus.
1: <laughs> That's that? a terrible
0: idea. Uh, la- last <laughs> count, Kirsty was up uh-huh but uh deering was was kind of making a push
1: yeah that's what wilma deering does
0: it she was at, at a while for a while there was like five five to one five to two and then like five three and it, mm-hmm. it, it's just been pushing up, Should pushing get up but she get you yeah the the people who have who have cast
1: their stone it's an has, important stone to cast uh i'm sorry i just thought of that and figured we would get an update Amy writes Uh, Your show on the Voynich manuscript piqued my curiosity and lent me to, quote, the the Friar and the Cypher, Roger Bacon and the Unsolved Mystery of the Most Unusual Manuscript in the World by Lawrence and Nancy Gladstone. While most of the book is given over to Roger Bacon, uh, chapter 17 deals primarily with decoding the text and offers uh, a solution that wasn't covered in our show. Oh, okay. Oh, and how nice. She gives us a little TLDR on this. It was an attempt to create another language. Oh.
0: Yeah. Francis Kevin Bacon.
1: That's right. Uh, so yeah, that was it. Was an attempt to create a, another language. Uh, so yeah, I think that's cool. I mean, like that someone was just trying to, someone was trying to create Elven or Klingon or something. Yeah, and they're like, oh, I'll just write it all out. Yeah, funny. secret language. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, uh, she writes cool, huh? Yes, agreed. Cool. Uh, keep up the excellent work. Uh, the more I listen, the more I'm impressed with your professionalism your jokes and talents with the darth of fart jokes
0: hey Wow, well,
1: usually you don't hear professionalism and fart jokes in a sentence so for that alone highest of fives amy
0: thank you tip of the hat <laughs> thanks Amy. <laughs> dave we've heard from charles in charge of, of our puns Lynn. and our day D- just days and just,
1: puns Just days and puns we get somebody else for nights pun day Tuesday. but if you work really hard charles you could get that. You could You could be in charge of our days and our nights. Man,
0: you think about that. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, pun day, pun day. Oh, oh. two days of puns. He says, be careful out in the woods at night, Dave. Why? You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you, you might run into a doctor who will help patch you up. Oh, good. He's the Minderman. man. Oh, see, that's a good guy to run into. <laughs> if you want to make it rain with street magic, you'll have to do a David Blaine dance. look at your hand now look at me now look back at your hand (gasps) uh thank you charles in charge Uh, 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 uh. well
1: well. (laughs) thanks charles (laughs) i got an email from rachel russia she writes just listen to the ouija board show excellent stuff as always uh she writes steko mentioned the book america's very own monsters as his introduction to cryptids I have fond memories of checking out that book in my school library in first grade. Wait, she writes what the f- school library, <laughs> right? And being terrified of the illustration of Mothman. Me too. Uh, I quickly read the rest of Daniel Cohen's books. You can get a copy on Amazon. Should I? Oh, maybe I will. Cause man, yeah. The picture of Mothman, he's got these big glossy eyes as I recall and just spook. Cause I think maybe I'm making this up, but I think the picture they drew is of him looking in a living room window.
0: Oh Yeah. it's invading your space i know
1: you know what though i think i'm going to keep just listing all the things that most scare me because it makes me feel better knowing that there's an entire continent of australian how me in colorado springs colorado caught the same viral terror of the bunyip that was really an australian thing how that landed that little spore made it over i don't know but it makes me feel better knowing that they can't stand to hear the song either. <laughs> and and it's the same thing with this. that the, to, to know that someone else got terrified by the... Like, so, thank you, Rachel. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Ray. Oh, the bunions. Nope. 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 bunnies No. Nope. Oh, no, no, no. No, I'm not going down that road in my head. I'm going to continue to make sounds. I will continue just to sit here and extemporize with my voice. I can talk about anything that I want to. Oh God, that's such a terrible sound, and I will continue to make all the noise that I so possibly can. Yeah, quickly, when I'm drinking blurry photos beer and I'm kicking a squatch and a crotch. <laughs> crouch, crouch, <laughs> right? This Trans- crouch. <laughs> he, well, hell, I ain't, I ain't checking up their skirts. I, I figure I cover my bases by kicking them in the crouch.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh, thank could've, you, Rachel. Could have been a dick squatch. Dave, I got one more for us. <laughs> All right, hit me. This comes to us from Tom Foolery. Oh, how very droll. Mr. Foolery writes, Saskatoon, figure skate capital of the world. <laughs> yeah. Not really. Oh. Uh, but he is a Canadian listener. Says the first dose of us was the Falk Monster, followed up by Hinter Wow. That's a, that's a rapid punched one too. Sure is. What was his name? Hey there, Johnny Crabtree.
1: Oh God, yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. I think it was Johnny Johnny Crabapple. Johnny, Johnny Crabapple. Or,
0: Apple. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he says, "Anywho, thanks for mentioning Saskatchewan." <laughs> um, well,
1: we've been longtime friends of Saskatchewan and its people. So
0: I was raised out there. That's a lie. And he uh, says, "Thanks so much for the most awesome podcast. Keep up the great work." Your humble Canadian servant, Tom. Foolery, nice
1: Tom. Thank I, you, Tom. I want to go to Canada so bad my teeth hurt from it.
0: We all do, and we're all getting it looked at. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all. Yes. Again for you for your emails. We, yes, we strive to read uh, as many as we can.
1: Yep. Yes, we do. Uh, so thank you so much, and I think we'll we'll have a little uh, email bomb coming at you shortly. Shortly, uh,
0: as we so often say. Shortly.
1: Um also uh don't forget Treat yourself treat yourself get yourself uh a free audiobook, Audibletrial.com slash blurry photos. Uh then when you're overcome with the magnanimous joy that was us giving you uh, a free book, go ahead and, and just uh oh. Punch a donate button with your fat wallet or Take a credit card and throw it like a motherfucking ninja. ninja! Or oh, you could take the credit cards and wedge them between your knuckles. Now you're Fiscal Wolverine. Snit, pay, snit, pay. You're the best at what you do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know how much further I could go with that. I tried to join in. I think I lost uh, my... It's leader. hard. It's hard. I can't. I can't play and sing at the same time. Uh, so go over to Facebook and like us. Oh, we are March so to close to eight Hildos.
1: I would love it. I don't think it's possible for us to hit a thildo by the end of the year, but I think we can definitely hit a thildo by the kickoff to the next season, the St. Patrick's Day drunk as all
0: hell oh, yeah. episode. We we hit a thildo by St. Patty's Day. We'll, yeah. we'll really bang the yep. Titanic.
1: Oh God. You know what? I want. I think we should get one thildo, one thousand likes, no later than St. Patrick's Day. If we hit that goal, I don't know. You tell us what should we do. That's a good idea. Yeah. Because and uh, also keep the reviews coming. Five star reviews on iTunes help us so much. Yeah. They push our rating, and we have been consistently getting better and better rating. We are you are fighting. Uh. So please continue to do that. Uh. Uh. And, and employ your friends to do so. Offer to buy them a beer. Sure. If, if it costs a beer to get a 5 star, then you keep that 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 $5 donation. Buy that asshole a beer who wouldn't even click a computer for free for you. <laughs> Revaluate your life and the friends you're choosing. Don't forget to do that at that point. But uh no, so the the five star views are super helpful for us. We get a little bit higher profile on the iTunes and that just means
0: more and more listeners. That's right. Uh we've had a rash of four stars, uh, not not actually like writing come out but like just hmm. just rated four stars. Four stars is good. Yeah. Five's better. Oh, there's still some room for improvement. Um, <laughs> so what else what else do we have? We're on Twitter. Uh, of course, yeah. blurry underscore photos.
1: Yes, we are. We, we are, always uh, be uh, don't forget to check out the uh, the elegant ladies of Candy Chat. That's right. We were almost better than Paula Deen for a while there. We but we're, turns out turns out slightly less popular than a known racist. That's right. So, uh, but don't forget, uh, yeah, like them, review those ladies. They have so few reviews. It makes the makes the world to them. Denny explains all of it, and then they understand that there's strangers who enjoy them.
0: They might read some of those reviews on, on a future episode. Oh yes, they should. It's a great idea. I hear that uh, Denny got him some Irish candy for
1: yep coming up. Rumor has it, plus I? plus a huge amount. Elegant listener Danielle sent them uh, some Christmas candies Very
0: from nice. around the world. I think I think they're almost to to they're they're getting close to fifty likes on Facebook, which is much quicker Sweet. than we got there. So yeah, good on them, good so. on them, ladies. Uh, and as always, uh, thank you to the Chicago Podcast Co-op mm-hmm. from them and. Your all's kind donations, we have been able to uh, invest in merchandise, which yes. we are uh, going to be peddling out coming this weekend. The Krampus knocked at Indiana, mm-hmm. Bloomington, Indiana. Krampus knocked. Bad
1: ideas, good times, weird people, with such notable guests as
0: Dark Mark Soloff, Greg Bach, Dave Stecco,
1: David Flora.
0: And the one the only J Nathan Couch. Oh, Jay Nathan Couch. We're gonna be hanging out with him having fun.
1: So please come come meet up with us for beers and shenanigans. Yeah,
0: and t shirts. And shirts. Two two taps. Have a whole kind of shirt party. And uh temporary tattoos. Oh yeah. Those are legit.
1: So I think I think that's everything. That's all the all the fun that we have to plug, is that?
0: Uh yeah. But uh, as always, if you like what we do, Chicago Podcast Co op has a ton of podcasts yes. in it. You know who we haven't mentioned for a while? Who's that?
1: How about our good friends over at An Hour With Your Ex? That's right. The lovely and talented Mel Evans and the equally lovely and talented, but not more so, Mark Coulomb. (laughs) They are dead even. (laughs) As the name implies, they spend an hour with each other. Although, ironically, they're now married, which is delightful and adorable. Uh, They each week alternate, exposing the other one to something that they grew up loving and making them watch it. Whether it be books, movies, uh, TV shows. But anyway it's always a ton of fun and they're great people so come on that's listen right. to them they've
0: been guests on our show that's right we've been guests on their show everyone's on ours everyone's been guests on guests everybody, everybody's dirty and er, everybody. together everybody <laughs> uh but anyways for this episode of blurry photos i've been david Tallboy, flora
1: and i've been dave rich full flavor no questions <laughs> asked Stecco. <laughs> when you're thirsty for some liquor, but you're yoking only a fart beer. Uh, then you're reaching to the shelf for blurry photos. Alcoholic. Bye. bye. <laughs> Tell your kids, stop asking questions and drink. Not the kids, just the legal over 21 adults. I should have been more clear, but the meter of the song meant sacrifice. (laughs) Stop asking questions and let me get drunk in peace don't ask me questions when I'm supposed to be drunk got a 12 of blurry photos that's it just shut up Soaring high on the wings Of an eagle's fart again I kicked a squonk in the nuts Just to listen to it cry I wrestle bat squatch In the middle of a Kmart parking lot And at the end of the day You're damn right I'm gonna get f***ing drunk cause the Jersey Devil he owes me twenty dollars and go back the tap they I'm not allowed there no more and my only drinking buddy is a pissed off axe wielding golden man And a chupacabra is a bunch of horse and I can't get drunk. I lost it. That was it. (laughs) (laughs) That's great, though. I was feeling that one.